The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, friends. I'm your host, Chris Thrill. I'm a former Royal Marines commando. I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Hello, friends. So I've been asked about the infamous New Year's crush um, in Hong Kong in 1993. Um, how that affected me as I was as I was there. So for those of you that haven't read my book Eating Smoke, I travelled to Hong Kong for the first time. I've been there four four times now in in, in my life, that is. So I travelled there for the first time in in 93. I got a cheap indulgence flight because I was still uh, Royal Marines Commando. And in those days you could pay a silly amount of money. I mean, a small amount of money. In this case, it was £40, so 60 American dollars. And you could fly to all kinds of uh, exotic locations around the world. Hong Kong obviously being one of them. So I flew with British Airways. Uh, you probably heard me say in those days I was a big drinker. So I drank probably more more than 40 quids worth of beer on, on the plane. And I landed in Hong Kong. I went into the naval base, HMS Tamar. So it's sort of a small skyscraper. And I blagged some accommodation with my fellow Marines there who were in the territory on anti-smuggling duties. Uh, they were called 539 Assault Squadron Royal Marines. Now, my first week there, and I went there at Christmas, and I was walking down a shopping street, wondering why all these big jewellery stores, which were very plush sort of affairs, why the security guards standing outside all had shotguns, right? It just seemed a bit extreme. We have nothing like that in England. We still don't to this day. And I'd never seen it in any of the places I travelled. It was, you know, it was kind of an indication something was going to go on in this place. And, you know... You're not sure what, but it's it, when it kicks off, it's going to be big. So lo and behold, I'm in this shopping street and suddenly I hear bang, 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 bang. Someone's firing an automatic weapon at the other end of the street, right? So when I got back to the base that night, the naval base, I'm drinking. Excuse me. That was my computer just going off for some reason. So 
I got back to the naval base and the news came on on a big big television screen and it was Yip Kaif Yip Kaifun who I will talk about in another video this guy was a legendary gangster and he was the first person in Hong Kong to start robbing jewelry stores using an AK47 so I thought there and then this place it's serious you know when it when it goes off it it's it's serious um so the reason i say that is that i went away for a week then i went to thailand i think i spent christmas in thailand and as you'll know i got my nose broken fighting the thai mafia in a nightclub came back to hong kong all stitched up and it was new year's eve and i was drinking in the bar of the naval base um, with the daughter of uh, one of the commanders there and some Navy guys. And a young Navy guy, Smudge, said, Chris, do you want to go downtown? You know, we'll go and count the new year in. So, yeah, of course, why not? We ended up at a place called Lan Kwai Fong, which is Hong Kong's second nightclub area. You may have heard of Wan Chai, as in the legend of Susie Wong, the kind of sailors hedonistic uh i would say paradise but it's really kind of a red light district uh gangland district it's where i work for the 14k triads well this is the second hong kong second nightclub area and it's a bit more upmarket it's a bit more for your sort of posh expats so smudge and i went down there and we were drinking in a bar called mad dogs which was interesting because it used to be a drink at the time called Mad Dog 2020. Put a comment, leave a comment if you remember that drink. It was this savagely strong. It, it, I think it was the, when the first flavoured drinks came out. It, you could get kind of raspberry flavour and whatever. But anyway, we're in Mad Dogs drinking. And New Year came and went and we did the usual, you know, old lang syne or, or whatever it was and about half past 12 we decided to leave to go back to the base and when we got outside there was ambulances and police cars everywhere i mean everywhere it was one of the most surreal experiences i've ever been in more emergency vehicles than i've ever seen not just in my life but even like in a in a film or something right and all down the middle of the street are shoes yeah shoes and i'm stood there with smudge and we were hammered, obviously. He's he's a matlow, I'm a bootneck marine. Uh, so we just drank to destruction in those days. And I'm staring at these shoes, thinking, what? And in the doorways of the premises, the shops and, and so forth down this street, the Aguilar Street, there was bodies lying in the doorways. 
lifeless bodies and the ambulance people were trying to resuscitate them. This is a whole street like this. So I'm like, Smudge had been in the territory for a, a year. He was on draft over there. I'm just there for my Christmas holiday, right? Smudge, what is going on? I uh, said, it's uh, Hong Kong police. They, they always overreact. They always overreact. Come on, Chris. Come on. Come on. And he, and he grabbed me and he, he sort of, you know, ushered me out of there. And I was just in that stage where I, I was so drunk. I knew something wasn't right, but I couldn't, I couldn't work out what it was. You know, was this like, a, has it been a fight or something? Is that someone knocked somebody out? But, but there's so many people. Anyway, next day I got up, probably didn't have so much of a banging hangover back in those days as I would now. Um, and I decided to go over to Kowloon, which is the peninsula side of, of Hong Kong Island. So I jumped on one of the old uh, vintage, historic, antique star ferries, paid my traditional it's like a traditional 25 pence fare and it's never changed all these years. And over I went. And I'm sat there and the guy opposite me, just a silly thing on these ferries, the seats, when it goes one, the ferry goes one way, the seats face that way, the way it's going, obviously. When the ferry turns around to return journey, the seats just flip like that. Just thought I'd throw that in there. But anyway, this guy is sat on a seat near me and I, and I looked across and he, he lifted up his copy of the South China Morning Post and their headline was 20 people crushed to death in New Year's reveling. And... Uh, it all suddenly made sense. So, to fill you in on what happened, traditionally at, at New Year, there's a, there's a 10 count, a countdown, and people rush out of the bars in Lan Kwai Fong to just celebrate the new year in, to celebrate the new year in together. And someone's on a megaphone, 10, 9, you know, you, you, you can picture the scene, right? Well, this year there was a particularly large amount of revelers and they all rushed out the clubs and they rushed into this street and it was slickened uh, with beer and champagne from people celebrating. There was also people spraying foam around. And of course, the people came in this street, slipped straight on their ass and the people behind just came over the top of them. Before you knew it, People were dying, panic had broken out, and the crush started. And a little bit like uh, that awful um, football disaster, it, it, it was people coming in the back, not realising what was happening, because they're hearing the screams, 
and they're thinking it's people are having fun it's new year and so they kept pushing and pushing and of course as we know 20 people died uh, the majority 17 were hong kong chinese there was a canadian i believe it was a canadian teenager i think 17 and there was a 15 year old english expat teenager kid 15 i believe he was the son of a local uh, police chief or, or or something of that nature um and i think the other person was was of asian descent foreigner but of a you know somewhere in asia and so yeah that was the time where I saw 40 people, sorry, 20 people dead. Um, did it affect me? I have to be honest, not, not, no. Don't wish to sound callous, but for a start, I was young. I was a young commando. So, you know, I wasn't going to go getting like too emotionally upset about anything back then, right? Uh, secondly, I was obviously really drunk and maybe that created a kind of buffer between me and the, the reality. By the time I realised what had actually happened, that, that, that kind of maybe the, the trauma or the initial shock would have would have gone, right? Um, had I been involved, had I been in the actual class, I probably would have just been so thankful to get out with my life, right? And uh, hell knows what effect that would have had, had on me. But um, yeah, just surreal. Surreal. So stay tuned and uh, I will be talking about the legendary Hong Kong gangster Chinese immigrant, illegal immigrant, Yip Kai Fun. Thank you for listening. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username, Chris Thrall. Instagram, Chris.Thrall. Thank you. Atlas Butler is built to keep you comfortable, and our plumbing services are no exception. You can rely on Atlas Butler for trusted, convenient plumbing and drain service. Our expert plumbers and drain specialists can take care of anything, from a broken water heater to a clogged drain. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you. Atlas Butler is at your service call.